You're listening to the Lucas Askew Experience. Now, here's your host, the one and only, Lucas Askew. Hello world, welcome to the Lucas Askew Experience. It is the summertime, and the summer 2021 has definitely been a roller coaster. From the positive vibes that May and June gave us, to the unfortunate uptick of coronavirus COVID-19 cases thanks to the old Delta variant. I hope you're finding some enjoyment and enjoying the rest of this summer up ahead. Now, as you know, I'm a big Seinfeld fan, and whenever I can weave them into the conversation, I will. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. As the summer heats up, both figuratively and literally, I can't help but feel that this is what the summer of George is truly all about. Last year was a hamster wheel, and even though this year hasn't gone exactly as we would have planned, there are definitely more opportunities to get outdoors, travel, and enjoy time away from the daily pursuits. So as you're listening today, I hope you are enjoying your summer. Maybe have a cold drink in your hand and ready to enjoy the experience of another LAE episode. Now before I dive into the conversation and bring on today's guest, I need to address the elephant in the room. It might be bigger than an elephant at this point but want to talk about it, and that is the farewell tour. This farewell tour. I joke that this farewell tour is longer than some of the great musicians like Mick Jagger or Bruce Springsteen, but I insist that it is not just a ploy for sympathy listeners. However, I, I will take them if, if you're out there. Now, this podcast has been a source of energy, excitement, and the ability to create a show that could bring out the true character of my guests and the true personality of myself. And the ability to do that has been exceptional. I couldn't have asked for anything more. But like any great athlete, you listen to your body, listen to your mind, and it tells you when it's time to move on. And I'll be honest, some of these episodes have felt more laborious than thrilling. And it's tough to keep churning out the content that you, the LA faithful, desire and deserve. And that's why I want to put a stake in the ground and let you know exactly how many episodes are to come. So this episode... The Conversation, Season 2, Episode 29, will be the fourth last episode of the LAE. That's right, four more episodes that will entertain you and wrap up this chapter in the best possible way. Now enough of the sappy messaging. There'll be time for that, and trust me, we will get there. The time is now, though, for the fourth last episode of the LAE. Before we jump into the meat of this, let's hear from today's sponsor, who's helping keeping the power on and our valuables secured. Today's episode is brought to you by Ring Home Security, because a safe and secure home always has a nice ring to it. Now, I know you're probably asking yourself, Lucas, home security? This is quite the left turn from your usual suite of sponsors. Well, as a, as a newly minted homeowner, some of my priorities have changed, and I've been working with a number of new brands and companies as a result. And the security of my home is paramount to me. So when the great folks at Ring reached out, I knew it was a match instantly. You see, Ring is a home security system that gives you the peace of mind and protection you are looking for. With its suite of products from video doorbells, indoor and outdoor security cameras, alarm systems, and more, Ring makes it easy to keep tabs on your home right from your phone. Technology and automation have 
helped so many industries, and the doorbells just happened to be the next place to, to be disrupted. You see, Ring was the brainchild of Jamie Simeonoff. Jamie's a self-proclaimed dreamer who has had a few ideas in his day, but one night, things clicked with his idea of how to reinvent the doorbell. This is like caller ID for the front door. Now, I don't know about you, but we live in a world where more and more shipments are being made to doorsteps. And with that comes more and more people that unfortunately want to snatch an Amazon package line on your doorstep. That is where Ring comes in to defend you and your prized possessions. The ability to see live video through the Ring app and be able to take action immediately are two of the most important components to me. The Ring app has certainly increased my feeling of home safety and look forward to sharing this with the LAE faithful. You can download the Ring app either in the App Store or Google Play Store, and you can buy the suite of products either directly at ring.com or one of the fine, great retailers in your market. Ring Home Security, keeping you and your home safe since 2013. Welcome back to the Luke Zassi Experience. On today's show, I want to first chat about what is on my mind. Then, and only then, if we have time to bring on a quick guest appearance, we will do that. But I first wanted to weigh in on this conversation that has been elevated and brought to the forefront by more mainstream media outlets and discussed more openly since it was a hot topic of the Olympic Games in Tokyo. That would be the discussion of mental health. Now, if you haven't been following any media outlet for the past month plus, first, I commend you for ducking news completely, as it can be extremely hard to do. But this conversation didn't just start then. This has been going on for a number of years and at different inflection points been brought up uh, as part of the conversation. You go back earlier this year. This was brought up by tennis player Naomi Osaka. She was participating in the French Open tennis tournament at the time in, in, in May of 2021 and shared openly about struggles with mental illness and not wanting to participate in interviews after a match because it really exacerbated that struggle. After her first round win at Roland Garros in Paris, she decided she decided and declined a media session and was fined by the tournament and risked continued fines throughout the tournament if she didn't change her behavior. This led to Osaka pulling out of the tournament, as well as other, as another big one upcoming, Wimbledon. She did this to take some time, as well as to not feel like a distraction to these tournaments. It was quite bold and powerful for someone like Osaka, one of the best female tennis players, one of the best tennis players, period. Now fast forward to July, and with the eyes of the world watching, another phenomenal athlete took center stage. That would be Miss Simone Biles. The five-time world champion gymnast and past Olympic champion was competing once again for Team USA. After competing in the early rounds, Simone pulled out of the remainder of the team competition, citing a health reason. She then explained it was for mental health reasons and wanted to not detract from the team given the space she was in. You see, these moments were seminal in getting the conversation brought to the center stage and become, became 1A news across all sorts of media outlets not just sports stations. It became top, major topics on news networks. Now, I wanted to chat about it today because, A, it fits into the ethos of the LAE, raw, 
authentic and emotional conversation. And B, it's something that I feel is a needed conversation at every level. I'm certainly nowhere near to an Olympic athlete status, nor will the weight of this particular podcast move mountains. But for you, the LA faithful, let's put it all on the table. So to start, I feel it's important to define what mental health is. See, there are different interpretations out there. But to me, in mental health, it means embodying emotional, psychological, and social well-being of oneself. I, th- I think it's important to note that mental health is health. It's not some sort of outlier. It is your health. We talk and have focused on physical elements that define our health for years. This is the type of characteristic that you can see and acknowledge. Mental components are harder and, and thus more easily brushed aside. I do feel it's, it is important when we are teaching in health classes, and I put health classes in quotes, that we acknowledge the mental side and importance of keeping an active, engaged, and identifying warning signs when things are off. I remember my health classes in elementary school and high school. It was all focused on the physical elements. The mental components just weren't weren't important. They weren't discussed. It was just something that was part of who you were. And I think from that time, you grow up and you develop, and these things just just become set in their ways. That this is not something that we that we particularly talk about. So I, I commend people like Simone, people like Naomi Osaka, and really not just those particular athletes, but everyday people as well, because we're all facing the same type of daily grinds, daily struggles. Some days are a whole lot better than others. And I think it's important for us to to be open and talk about it. So the reason I wanted to talk about it today, A, haven't been, uh, haven't heard from me in a while. It's been a few months. And as I mentioned, this podcast, the farewell tour is, is winding to a close, but I feel it actually, it set up well to be one of the final episodes because I think this this road that I've been on with this podcast actually does sit fit nicely with with the conversation about mental health. Before we tie the, those things together, I wanted to actually <clears throat> back up a little bit because I want to share some things on on my end that that have happened happened to me, but also that I have experienced and where mental health relates and and why I feel such a, a strong connection to it. So I'll, I'll give you a couple, I'll paint you a couple pictures right now. Uh, the first one being when I was in high school, I was, uh, I was an athlete back in the day. And I know I said I'm not an Olympic athlete, but I like to consider myself an athlete. And my high school was really the peak of my powers, whether it be basketball, volleyball, badminton. Yes, I was on the badminton team. Uh, I also played golf. I was on the golf team. I wasn't one of the good ones. I wasn't one of the great players on the golf team, but I was on the golf team. So on the golf team, we would participate in, in, in tournaments uh, within the city. And it, playing a sport that I, I enjoy most of the time, I was able to get, get off early from school to, to go play golf. That was It was pretty nice. And I remember one particular tournament that I knew I wasn't going to win. I was I was playing wasn't playing that well and it just th- there felt like a, a mounting pressure that I should be doing better than what I was 
even though there was no one that said that I had to win first in that tournament. There was no one that said that I had to be the best in, in my class or being the best at my school. No one was saying that, but somewhere inside of me, there was, there was a pressure. And on that day, I, I remember feeling it throughout that front nine, but specifically when I came up to the 12th hole and it, it was on the 12th hole, I hit my drive deep into the trees. It was a pretty, it was a pretty bad drive. And it was a, it was a slice. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a righty. So it was a slice. And I went in to look for my ball. And, and that's when things just started to kind of feel like they were closing in on me. I was, uh, remember heavy, heavy breathing, kind of a, a, a deep type of sweat. I just remember thinking, what, what am I doing? This, this right here, this isn't, this is not what I'm, this is not who I am. This is not like what I want to be doing. And why am I putting myself in, in this predicament and, and getting myself into this? And it was, it was at that moment that I knew it was some semblance of a, of a panic attack that I was, I was feeling this pressure. And this was, this was my body's way of kind of letting me know that, uh, this is how I, I was going to react. So it was, it was at that 12th hole that I stopped playing for the rest of the day. I remember telling the, the people I was working with, or not working with, playing with, that I just couldn't continue. And um, I, I walked back to the clubhouse uh, after collecting my, my thoughts, and um, I was really just dejected. dejected. Felt, felt like I was, I was quitting the team or quitting just overall pl- playing. Um, but it was... It was something that, at that time, my body was telling me that that I couldn't couldn't continue. So, um, it, it was a moment that obviously has stuck with me. And again, this is when I was in high school, grade eleven, had the w- weight of the world supposedly on my shoulders, even though no one was was having that much pressure on me. I was putting the pressure on myself. So that's. That's one moment um, that I really have felt kind of the just the power that mental health has, and when it's not in when it's not right, it can it can have um, pretty negative impacts on on yourself and and those around you. A second example of, of this that, that comes to bear is uh, something that has kind of ebbed and flowed for me, but one of kind of been at the height of either stress or mental fatigue and and that's kind of stomach ulcers yes we're really going in, into the the weeds here but the i really do feel that the body has a funny way of letting you know when when something is up and um, it's something that originally the first couple times that i that i felt them didn't think it was anything other than just eating something that i that i shouldn't have either uh a little pint of ice cream at uh, the middle of the afternoon, which I actually just happened to uh, to crush some. It, it's very warm right now uh, where I'm where I'm living, uh, so I, I did just have some ice cream in the afternoon. Don't uh, don't tell anyone, but I, I I thought that that kind of feeling of kind of upset stomach, um, the side of side of my stomach, was just something that was was improper food. When it happens the first time. That's what the answer is. When it happens a second time, that's also what I think. But when it continues to happen again and again, 
I realize it, it, it's something a little bit more. One example uh, in, in particular that, that comes to mind and, and resonated with me was when I was working at the University of Arkansas in beautiful Fayetteville, Arkansas, in northwest Arkansas. Just about nine months of, of my life spent there post-graduate school, and this was one of my first real jobs. I was working for the athletic department there and really enjoying myself. This was when I wanted to pursue my my life of becoming an athletic director at a Division One powerhouse university and had experiences in West Virginia and Tennessee and, and now in Arkansas. And this was going to help kind of pave my my career. At, and, and this is really the, the entry point of becoming that athletic director I would want to get to uh, in a number of years. And I, re- I remember one particular event or one, one particular day that it was a lot of those days, there were a lot long hours. Uh, you were working um, 12, 13 hour days and you're working weekends because that's when events occurred. Uh, I was enjoying it though. I was, I was enjoying my time and, um, but did feel that probably it was uh, in the middle of October that uh, I remember a particular soccer event that I was uh, planning and, and prepping for. This was actually one of my sports that I was owning and operating. And just the, the entire day, things were off. Like I was, I was a little bit behind with getting my scripts made. I was a little bit behind of getting the, whether it be the pizzas to be ordered and, and ultimately delivered to the stadium and printing off flyers to promote an upcoming game and, and having coupons to give to, to fans after the game. All of these things, all of these elements um, and kind of coordinating the components, it, it really just kind of came to a head um, at the end of the afternoon, early evening prior to the game. And um, I just remember the the feelings uh, inside of my stomach. At, at that point, thought something I had eaten for lunch that might have uh, not, not gone well, but ultimately it was it was my body telling me that you, you have a bundle of stress that's just engulfed in you right now, and, and I want to let you know so you can change your behavior. So at that, at that time, just... I remember feeling like that and, and going to, to a couch and just laying down for a couple of minutes. And, and even that helped, helped to provide a, a respite, but ultimately it, it wasn't the, the full answer. Um, there, there was something more that, that needed to be done. And, um, I, I just, I, I ultimately got through the, the rest of the day and, um, the event, the soccer event went, went particularly well. Um, wasn't, wasn't amazing, but it went off fine. And, um, at the end of the day, I drove home and, uh, went to my apartment and, and just kind of laid down and, um, just, just thought to myself like this, this is not what I want, want, uh, out of my, my life. This is not the kind of the, the grind that I want to be making. And if it's something, whether it be the, the per, pursuit of becoming that athletic director that was, was getting to me or really just not necessarily listening to my body and, and taking care of myself, um, whether it be eating properly, exercising regularly, keeping a, the mental fatigue uh, at bay. I think it was, it was a, a helpful sign for, for me at, the, at that time to say, you know what, Lucas, something's off. We need to change that. So that was 
again, similar to the, uh, the golf course, uh, event. And I think both of these have, have stuck with me over the years. And when I am in kind of similar positions or, or similar experiences, and I, I start feeling early signs of this, I can, I have this, this reference point is, as a place to kind of remind myself of, Hey, when it was, I, I, I don't want to get into that again. Um, and I ultimately, um, have have ways to kind of mitigate mitigate uh, and, and cope with that. Um, so I've, I've given you a couple examples of kind of what what has happened to me and, and how I've kind of dealt with with mental fatigue and, and illness. Um, the one more that I, I want to get to and, and then uh, provide kind of my my guide, not my my particular guide, but the things that I, I've done to kind of help. Um, help cope with, with these things uh, because ultimately we can we can have a conversation and talk through it. But uh, I think there's ways to kind of seek advice and, and, and seek uh, kind of resources. So we'll get into that. But I wanted to kind of end end this component of, of providing examples with the one that you're you're listening to right now and, and the one that kind of hits closest to home um, because it's this podcast. You see this. The Lucas Acid experience was really born out of an excitement and desire to entertain and provide a creative outlet to me that was was something new. Uh, when, I'm, when I started this in 2016, uh, it was still a relatively new medium. Fast forward in 2021, now everyone has a podcast, but at the time it, it was still somewhat new. Uh, there, was, there was a lot of things that were well-developed, but... Um, I wanted to give it a try. I uh, tried tried my hand at uh, stand up comedy. Uh, tried my hand at public address announcing. I've always liked communicating uh, via a microphone, and this would be a, a great way to kind of tie that passion as well as my my passion for for interviewing and asking questions. So it it really started out as this kind of desire and and excitement. This was. Something that um, I, I was I was just passionate about. I was passionate about writing, passionate about editing. Um, at the start, it was 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 all new, so there were there were no expectations. But ultimately, like things, the more that you do, the the more that you start to kind of build and see things and and have higher expectations for yourself. And it just can continue to to build and build and build. And um, as whether well, it be more people. We're starting podcast, or just even looking at myself, my my inner competitive person um, came out, and I it just was this ever everlasting pursuit of hitting listening metrics and making marketing posts and promoting myself and and doing things that inherently that's not why I wanted to do this and editing this and hours and hours of trying to cut out all the ums and uhs and the awkward pauses like I'm doing right now, just for, just for this particular case. Uh, it's, it was, it was draining. It was mentally and, and physically draining on me, but it became that, that rat race that I needed to, to do more and, and had to kind of churn out content on a daily, daily, daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis. And it's been tough. It's been tough to kind of keep up with that. And, and ultimately it's similar to these other experiences where 
I believe it's it's not these other people or these other things that have have made me feel this pressure. It's been the the pressure that I've put on myself, the individual burden of having to hit a standard that ultimately, yes, I, I may be be able to to do it, but at what cost? At what sacrifice? It, it's going to mean a lot of individual nights and uh, late nights not spending time with friends, not spending time with my wife, not spending time with my one and a half year old son. These are the things that I I don't want to give up those opportunities um, in order to sacrifice what is a pursuit that might not be satisfying at at the end of the day. So this podcast has been a a love of mine, but it also, it, it, it has become that time of like, I need to, to, close this chapter on this book because the more that it kind of just lingers in this, the more that I will think what, what could have been and um, kind of get into that negative spiral um, and negative belief. And ultimately, you know what? The LAE has, has served its purpose through raw, authentic, emotional conversation and bringing uh, bringing people together, bring bring guests that I wanted to, to have on the show, and entertaining people. And even though it might be a small group, a small army of listeners, that's what should matter, not the the numbers that, that I'm able to get on a day-to-day show or the reach and the ability to, to pull a, A-list celebrity guests. Because in the end, the guests that have been on the show are A-list celebrity to me. And that's all that matters. So I'm, I'm saying this in, in a very kind of positive, positive manner, but I want you to know that this is has weighed on me. It's been weighing on me for weeks and months and, and kind of, frankly, years that uh, of whether or not I could, I could do something with this. And ultimately, this will become a, a great chapter in my life that uh, I, can, I can look back on and hold my head up high that I gave it what I could and ultimately success was measured by the people that I've reached and the energy that it did provide me. That's, I, I said at the start, we, we wouldn't be talking about the sappy stuff. I, I found a way to weave it in and trust me, there's going to be more sappy stuff on the, the three other episodes of the, uh, the last, the farewell tour of the LAE. I feel it was a very fitting fitting time to talk about mental health because this podcast has been both the highs and lows of, of mental health. And ultimately it's, it's about having the conversation and, and talking with, with you, the masses that, um, is, is help helpful and therapeutic. So it's a, it's a great, uh, kind of dovetail into the things that I have, have done and kind of found ways to, to help cope with, my own personal mental health and, and kind of ways that I feel are, are helpful for others. So uh, I just wanted to list them, list them out to you. First and foremost, just the, the ability to to talk and verbalize what's, what's going on, what you're feeling, what you're just desiring. The more that you can talk and verbalize or kind of write in a journal, the better. So kind of starting with your family and, and close friends and this feels very easy to start with kind of your, your closest group. And I know it's not, um, we're, we're constantly 
shown to bottle in emotion in difficult conversations. It's not something we want to do, even with our friends and loved ones. So sometimes they may not be the first step um, talking to kind of a, a third party, like a counselor or a therapist. Having that that person to listen and why a counselor or therapist can be very uh, effective is because they're not just listening, but they can ask questions. Um, because I think the asking questions is a very huge, huge component of this. Um, we live with a lot of bottled in kind of emotions and, and feelings. And when it can be expressed outwardly and allow people to, to ask kind of the, the whys and how did it make you feel and having to provide that, that answer, um, in a, in a kind of a safe environment, it can definitely help alleviate strain. You, you feel some of the weight your shoulders or your body in, in general, when you just say it, even though that nece- necessarily doesn't change a whole lot, um, it, it can change certain elements. So kind of just talking, talking with people, whether it be your family, your close friends, counselor, therapist, even, Hey, if you have a podcast mention of the podcast, you know, this, uh, this topic wasn't supposed to be self-serving, but I, I wanted to touch on it just because it was part of the society's conversation right now, but it definitely has helped just being able to kind of share these things that uh, I've shared with others. But now the LA faithful knows these things. It, it provides, um, again, an, another great outlet. Um, the other thing I, I feel is a, a helpful tip or kind of recommendation is reading, like educating yourself, like with, with resources and knowledge I feel that there's there's constant reminders um, through through books and work that uh, it's a reminder of how kind of worthy I am and just how th- there's there's so many ways to to get into negative situations, but there's so many ways to get out of them as well. Um, so there's there's plenty of book recommendations, but I pulled out three. I feel kind of encompass different components. Um, so I'll, I'll give you give you the list right now. First one, the 13 things mentally strong people don't do uh, by Amy Morin. Uh, a great book title, great for search engine optimization, always good to have numbers. Um, but this book is is a, a, just a, um, a really strong account of the things that when you say mentally strong, like the the common traps that we can all get into. Um, I think it, it's a great way to kind of verbalize this and, and showcase the things that, hey, we can all relate to kind of jumping in to those, um, whether it be giving up after you have a failure or you focus on the things that aren't in your control. Like these are things that, that are difficult, but through this, through these chapters, you can hear real life examples and just kind of reminders of these are the things that can can help you kind of stay strong in, in these times of, of difficulty. So I think it's a great resource for just understanding your own mental strength and getting inspiration from others. Number two, Atomic Habits by James Clear. How to build habits and the power they have on your daily activities. Now this isn't, you, you might not think this is kind of a mental health book, um, but I actually just recently read it and I felt it 
it actually fit there quite well that we are creatures of habit and we set we get set in our ways both positive and negative um and a lot of the times it, it can feel very difficult to break out of them but i think what james makes pretty clear is that you don't need to make wholesale changes little adjustments to certain habits can can make monumental um movements not just today but over the rest of your your life or your career or whatever it is um so the reminder that we can always get and always get rid of the inertia that is so easy to to slip into um but it it's a helpful helpful tip of kind of ways that we can kind of build habits to be more advantageous for us but also ways to kind of get us away from those bad habits um, that are so easy to create. So that, that, those are the first two books. The third one, <clears throat> Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Um, this is definitely doesn't feel like that the classic mental health book, but it does focus on human psychology and cognitive biases, which I personally enjoy reading about. And I, I think it, it does kind of weave in, in here nicely because really the crux of the book is there's there's two modes of thought that people go through. System one, fast, instinctive, and emotional thinking. System two, slower, more deliberative, um, and more logical. And this book really delineates kind of rational and non-rational motivations and, and triggers that we go through and associated with each type of those thinking processes. And I think at the very least, it's fascinating to see how we are programmed as, as humans to think in a certain way. And the more that we're aware of our strengths and limitations, it can help frame what you can control with your own thinking and what is just more inherent um, in the things that that are out of your control. So ultimately, these are helpful resources and, and, and places where you can go and, and, and listen to. And these are three books of, of many. There's You can Google search and, and find many different recommendations for um, kind of books that, that teach you about just mental strength and um, books that are reminders of, again, how, how great you are and how, how worthy you are to not only yourself but to others. Um, so I, I would definitely encourage pick up a book, read, educate. Um, the more you learn about how your mind works, the more you can kind of help, um, help tackle it. So, yeah, that's that's the conversation. This is what the episode. This is what the LE is all about. Um, and ultimately, I I am not not sure. I, I know I said at the the start, if we had time, that uh, we would bring on a guest. But I don't, I don't know how a guest can particularly top what what we've just been talking about. So I will leave the the guest appearances uh, for the final three episodes. Um, so that these special guests can all be jumbled in there um, and provide their own kind of uh, farewell moments uh, of the LAE. But I think today, let, let's cap it. Let's 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 not go too much. Let's uh, let's cap it. What the the conversation is uh, about mental health, ways to identify it. That we're we're all battling it. We're all dealing with it. Um, and we're all we're all in this together uh, to do so. So, thank you, to the LAE faithful. Thank you to listening. 
Uh, thank you for listening. And obviously, thank you to our sponsor today, Ring Home Security, for keeping both my house secure as well as this podcast. But really, I, I, pr- I appreciate the LA faithful um, for you guys just listening and still keeping the LAE subscribed wherever you are listening to your podcast. I know it's been months that uh, I've been been in your feeds um, and these long breaks definitely uh, you you want content and I understand that so I appreciate the commitment and listening to the fourth last episode of the LA podcast so for everyone here at the Luke's Nassau Experience take care talk soon and God bless